So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She says what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Thank you for tuning in this evening to the She Said What radio show. I am your host, Alan Newman Jr., and in case you're wondering what you've tuned into or if you listen to a replay of this episode, let me tell you what it's all about. Um, basically, this show is helping bridge the gap between the communication between men and women. So this platform is for our female guests to come in and tell us how it really is raw and rugged from their perspective. Now, here are some of the ground rules for the show. The number to call in is 515-602-8647. While you're listening, if you do have a question or comment for my guest on the topic, press the number one. Tonight's topic is relationships, what does a provider provide? So that's what the topic is for today. The number, once again, will be 515-602-8647. Press the number one if you'd like to be brought onto the air, and I'll bring you on to speak with us. Um, also, just to remind everybody, we are currently running a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of um, August. In, uh, in spot, inquire on more information by sending your email to ads at he said what network.com. Also, remember to subscribe to the network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network. You can also follow us on IG at He Said What Radio Network and my Instagram, Newman underscore Junior 2.0. Now, without further ado, um, once again, I want to remind you the number is 515-602-9647. And without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest, Danny. Can we give her a round of applause um, on today? Danny, Danny, welcome to have you here. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am excited to have you on the show, especially in regards to this question, how we know for some reason this has been a heavy question about being a provider, what does a provider provide, do women have to be providers, how the roles are supposed to go. So I'm interested to hear your perspective um, on this. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and get this show started. Um, when you hear the word provider, Danny, what comes to your mind when you hear it, especially when you hear the saying, I need a man who is a provider? For you, what comes to mind when you hear that question? When I hear that question, what comes to mind is someone who can take care of, not, I won't even say the things that I can't, because I have a mm-hmm. very interesting perspective on what providing is, but a provider handles their business and whatever you and your and your person decide. Okay, okay. So what is your perspective, since you went ahead and dropped that little nugget first, what is your perspective on the whole concept of a provider for you personally? I feel like a provider is someone who's going to provide uh, what I need from them. Mm-hmm. Meet my expectations mm-hmm. of, of of what needs to be handled. Like for example, mm-hmm. personally speaking, like if I'm in a serious relationship, I won't even say that. If we are living together, I am not paying mm-hmm. rent or mortgage. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's something the man needs to do. 
I don't mind cooking right. and cleaning. I don't mind maybe paying a cable bill or an electric bill, but mm-hmm. I am not splitting rent. We're not roommates. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So do you think what, – okay, so what is your perspective on – because it's interesting that you mentioned because I'm hearing a lot of a lot of battles are the ladies are saying, I'm not your roommate, that's what it is when I'm splitting rent. Then you have some people – I always tell people, do what works for you. That, that's all I can tell people to do. Do what works for you. Um, what do you think about it, though, when you hear about those couples, married or otherwise, it's been long distance, what comes to your mind when, like, if you find out that, hey, you know what, he pays this, I pay that, or I pay this, this, and this, and he pays this, this, and this? Because um, I've seen some men say, you know what, let me, pay the, let me pay the mortgage or the rent, she covers a little stuff. And I've heard other people say, well, you know what, the way our incomes work, we split everything in half. So, like, when you hear stuff like that, like, I try not to be judgmental, I try and have an open mind, but when you hear that conversation, um, especially when you're talking to other women and you hear they're like, yeah, we split this and we do this. What comes to your mind when you hear stuff like that? Then my my question is exactly what is he providing if you guys are splitting everything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I okay, just feel so like, I mean, it, it's not. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Danny. <laughs> Danny, I don't want to, I didn't want to uh, stop your thought. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like I'm not saying that a provider only provides monetary things or only takes care of the bills, Mm -hmm. but, like, Mm -hmm. it would definitely be a question of what exactly is he providing because the thing is this, right? Naturally, Mm -hmm. you know, a a lot of men expect their woman to cook and clean and, uh, you know, satisfy them sexually and take care of the children if they have Mm -hmm. them and do all these things, and Mm -hmm. it's like, She's doing all of these things after work in an eight-hour day just like you. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, well, if, if if you guys are splitting bills and splitting all these things, what exactly is he providing? If he still expects you to provide cooking, cleaning, and, and sexual duties. Okay. Well, then let me throw this out there. What if you get with someone who they're splitting the they're splitting everything like that but when they when you ask them that, what are you splitting and they're like we're literally splitting everything like everything when it comes to handling the kids when it comes to handling groceries when it, like what about that aspect cuz i i have come across some people who are like they're like yeah we split the rent but yard work and stuff like that he handles that but he also will jump in the kitchen when he needs to He'll sit there and do this with the kids if he needs to. Like, it's not all on me if, when I get off of work that I got to deal with the kids. Like, if the baby's sitting here screaming and yelling, he's actually with the baby, putting the baby to sleep, allowing me to relax. So do you, is there different levels to it, or do you think you encompass it in one one thing altogether? I think that's wonderful, and I think it's necessary. But then I I just don't think of it as, him I guess to me to me the provider mm-hmm. is the head of the household put it that way to simply to, to, to simplify it the provider mm-hmm. of the household is the head of the household and I feel like if y'all are splitting rent splitting responsibility splitting everything there is no head of the household y'all are just you know partners I guess roommates okay, not wrong so, with it so though. for your no no I, I got you I got you um so in regards to okay with the head of household, do you 
Well, actually, we just got a question that just popped in, actually, uh, for you, Danny. So let me actually pull it up so I can read it out to you. Um, the question is, is a man still considered a man over the house, even if he's not pulling his weight simply because he is a man? I kind of think I already know your answer because of what you said about the earlier part, but that's the question we just received. No. Um, and it's not to say that there's, uh, uh, you know, any less respect for him. I think a man should still be respected as a man. But if he's not pulling his weight and I got to cook, clean, sexual favors, handle mm-hmm. the kids, and then still wake mm-hmm. up early in the morning and take my butt to work for eight or nine hours, mm-hmm. too, no. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, I'm the head of the household. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> at that point, at that point, nah, I'm I in charge you. and you do what I say. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. You basically, you wearing the pants in the house, so I got you with that. No, nope. I, I get that perspective completely. Um, so then, since we're talking about a provider, um, I feel like we as men tend to just look at a provider from the financial aspect. Um, for you personally, do you are you going to require more than just the fast financial side of it when you when you say you want a provider when you're talking to your um, either potential person who's interested in you or you're talking to your significant other, other now and you're thinking about advancing the relationship further? Um, do you, are you solely just letting him know financially? I need to make sure you're a provider financially, or are you going to hold him accountable to being? a provider in more than just a financial aspect. Because one thing I've learned over the years is we have used this word provider so much and people solely think a provider is financially when that's not the case. Absolutely it's not the case. I feel like, no, he still needs to show emotion, show support, because those are the things that he's expecting out of me. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I think everything with a relationship is give or take. So... I wouldn't want somebody who just financially taking care of everything, but they virtually act like I don't exist otherwise, and they only come around when they want sex from me. They don't see how I'm feeling. They don't, you know, they don't know how to pick up on cues if I'm not feeling right. They're not supporting me. Um, you know, I, I think providing is an overall thing. It's not just financial. And I think I said that earlier, like, providing doesn't necessarily just mean financial, but, you know... Well, I have a, and for those who are listening tonight, I have my host, uh, Danny, and we are talking about relationship. What does a provider provide? You can call in at 515-602-9647. Press the number one if you'd like to come on the air and ask your question. Or if you are on the He Said uh, What Radio Network website, you can type in your comment or question and we'll read that on the air. Uh, now, a question for you, Danny, when we talk about the provider aspect. Do you believe we as men focus too hard on the financial side of being a provider? Because I feel like we as men, when we talk about relationships and they mention, and a lady mentions I need to be a provider, most of our men, our knee-jerk reaction, and fellas, you can correct me if I'm wrong, our knee-jerk reaction is, well, I'm providing financially for her, so she should be good. Um, do you think we as men um, focus too hard on that aspect, and have you dealt with men that focused on that aspect more than that they more than they should? Yes, yes, you men, you absolutely, you absolutely stop there, and I think that's a very um, outdated way of thinking. 
in the sense of mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. Maybe your your dad or your granddad or whoever you grew up around, you know, they came in, they gave they gave the wife the paycheck. She took care of all the bills off their money, and they felt like they didn't need to do anything else. I think you mm-hmm. guys put a lot of emphasis on that, and it's like it, it, it becomes very robotic. When you're like, well, I'm taking care of all the bills, so I don't have to do anything else. And it's like, well, no, what about providing emotionally? What about, you know, what about showing that you care? What about making sure I'm okay mentally? What about, you know, things like that? And I, don't get me wrong, women need to do the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. Women mm-hmm. need to be able to provide that sense of love to their man, and that sense of support and care to their man. But I don't think it's that much of an issue for us to do it. So when it, when it comes mm-hmm. to men, yeah, I think a lot of men, they put all the emphasis on, well, I'm paying the bills, so that should be enough. And it's like, but sometimes it really isn't. That's true. That's true. I, I like your take on that, uh, Danny. Um, and actually, we got another question for you um, from our website, actually. So, Danny, would you date a man who might be able to provide financially and emotionally, even if he doesn't apply his support towards your career? For example, not showing interest when you talk to him about things that are going on um, with your career or attending events or anything like that. Um, you know, I don't think I'd actually have an issue with that. I oh, care. okay. Okay. No, I, you I wouldn't me care. With that um, one. You caught me with that one. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely shout surprise, on that one surprise. for me. Definitely shout on that one. <laughs> uh, I, I would not care about that because simply because you said he's providing financially and emotionally. So it's like, well, he okay. still needs time for himself. I don't need him to be my all in everything, but I do need him to, mm. you know, take care of things where things need to be taken care of. And if that means, okay, he's not necessarily going to support my career, that's that's perfectly fine. It's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. You know, my, my career will still go mm. on whether mm. he's in agreement with it or not because I'm not doing it for him. Okay, so it, it's safe to say that the way you do that relationship, it's like one of those, he does his thing with his career, I do my thing with my career. We're happy in our relationship. We just don't intermingle with each other's career, basically. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. Okay, okay, his, okay. His career now, is his be- business. And, you know, I hope it's going well for him, but that's it. I don't, I don't need to really be a part of it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay, would that change if the emotional aspect wasn't being provided? Like he was still providing the financial aspect but not just but not the emotional? Yes, it would. So it's all a balancing okay. act. You know, if mm-hmm. if he wasn't that emotionally giving with me but he took care of everything else, mm-hmm. I would absolutely expect him to support my career. I think it's it's so it's so interesting because I don't really think it's a I think balance is necessary in all situations, and I don't think it's a give or mm-hmm. take. Um, mm-hmm. I think all three are necessary. You know, like, who who doesn't want to feel supported by their partner? Right? That's a fact. It, That's it's a not, fact. you know, of course you ultimately will want somebody who's going to support all your things and be your biggest cheerleader, but is that going to stop you if they're not? No. Is it a deal breaker? No, because I'm not doing it just for their approval. There's a high probability whatever it is I was doing with my life was getting done before they came along. So it's not going to stop suddenly because they don't support it. Like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to still do it. 
You got to fall okay, in line okay. with it. It's, it's it's the reason why I think your answer um, caught me, uh, Dana, is because in today in today's society, well, his, someone actually just asked a follow up question before I say my part. What if he becomes insecure in regards to your your career, though? But like he continues to support you financially and emotionally, but he becomes insecure with the advances you have in your career and just your job in general. Would that be an issue for you to address or no? That'd be a big issue for me. That'd be a, a, a completely big issue for me. Just because it's one of those things like if I'm with you, I'm with you. And you can't be bothered mm-hmm. by what I'm doing for a living that you knew I was doing when you met me. You know? You knew I was an actor. You knew I was a director. You knew I was outside for all intents and purposes for the sake of my, my career. When you met me. So if now suddenly things are taken off and you're insecure about it, that's a personal issue you have to deal with because you knew this was my journey. You knew this was my goal. I got where I got, and if I'm still with you, what is there to worry about? Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Fellas, definitely chime in. You can call in at 515-602-9647. Press the number one so we can bring you on the line so you can speak with us as well. And, of course, those who are listening via our streaming site on He Said What Radio Network, keep those questions coming through so we can read them out. Um, Once again, our topic today, we are speaking on what does a provider provide with my lovely guest, Danny, and she has not missed yet. Um, So what I was saying, Danny, when I said it was different hearing that response from you is I've ran into friends and, like, homeboys who have said, like, their girl has been like, if you're not about happy and pushing me with my career while doing all this other stuff, we're going to have a problem. Like, you should be able to support everything I do, no questions asked, this is what happens, this is how it, how it goes. And I know a lot of men have said they feel like a lot of women are speaking that way because of how they see relationships online and looking at other people's relationships and not taking the time to understand that everybody's relationship is different. So that's why your response caught me off guard because I was kind of expecting you to be like, you know what, yeah, he needs to be able to invest himself into what I do as well. So that's a refreshing take. Um, and I think for the fellas, it yeah. has to be a refreshing take. It kind of takes, it, takes, it takes excess pressure off of you from having to try and push and make sure her career is good. It's good to know that who you're with, she's able to hold her own. So I definitely, definitely like that take from you. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that you just said it, being able to hold your own. I think so many people get into relationships looking for their other half, and I said, that's the problem. You need to come into this relationship as a whole human being, knowing who you are, knowing what you stand for, knowing what you got going on. You can't look for somebody else to fill a void for you. That is a personal issue, and that goes in both directions for men and women. That's what I'm like, no. I don't need him to support my dreams. Like, I was doing my dreams before you got here, buddy. So you could fall in that line and you know, be okay with it. But, you know, it's not going to be made or broken if you decide you don't agree with mm-hmm. it. Because you had that's that choice from the awesome. beginning. You know? That's true. That's true. That's true. And uh, we got another one for you. You got it. You got the fingers out here typing tonight, Danny. Um Someone wants to know, um, do you have friends who are the complete opposite of you? Like, they're okay going 50-50 in a marriage. They're okay being the provider in their relationship. Do you have a circle of friends that are like that, that think that way, or are you guys pretty much all on, like, the same wavelength 
when it comes to things like this? Oh, no, I definitely have friends who, who, who think that way, and, you know, they're okay with splitting bills. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes from how you were raised, what you've seen, or the standards you set for yourself. Um, okay. I personally, uh, I see the splitting of bills thing more common with women who date men who work regular jobs. Me personally, I don't mm-hmm. have a history of that um, since I was gotcha. 17 years old. So now for almost half my life at this point, I've dated men mm-hmm. of high status, high value, professional athletes, men who, who had enough money that they were not worried about my money and, and needing me to contribute to a bill. You get what I'm saying? So I think that that has a lot to do with my perspective because in my dating world as an adult, you know, since I was 17, 18 years old, I haven't had mm-hmm. to deal with anyone who, let's say, worked at a Walmart or just some Joe mm-hmm. Schmo who, like, needed to split bills to get by. The men that I've always mm-hmm. gotten involved with, they were taking care of their, their financial life well before I got into it. So me coming into their life was more so of a an emotional bonus, more so than like, a, oh, she's making money, she can help me pay these bills. Like, sir, you were grown. What bill, how were you paying your bills before I got here? So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that... That I think that that willingness to split bills and things absolutely comes from perhaps how you grew up, as in how you seen your parents, if you lived in a two parent household, do things, or the type of relationship you've gotten into in your adult life where that may have been a necessity. Got you. Okay, that's a that's an interesting thing. But first of all, let me come. Let me let me. What what am I got against Walmart? Why everybody come from Walmart? I feel like the last couple of weeks I've heard people like come from Walmart jobs. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I, I get, we, I get it's, exactly. You know, it's, it's nothing against Walmart. Walmart is cool, but what I'm saying is Walmart is one of those. It's an entry level job where pretty much anybody yeah. can get it. It doesn't require a degree or any special skill set. They train you on the job, so it's one of those jobs like anybody can really get that. You know, so a person okay. who, who has a job like that that does, that they that it doesn't require much out of them, you know, they it, naturally, you know, they might be the kind of person who has to split bills because they haven't they haven't established a career that requires so much of them that they make a whole lot of money in return. Okay, so someone asked the question: What if it's corporate Walmart? You you don't perk some ears up <laughs> with this conversation. Someone asked, okay. what if it's a corporate-level position? Corporate-level positions are beautiful, and they're fine. You know, I've dated corporate men who, again, made six figures, did very well for themselves. Mm. I just it, – so it, it's not about the job as much as it's about the caliber of person. Like, I think men are natural providers, honestly. I think men – something about their ego and pride makes them feel like they got to have the wallet and they got to spend the money. These new age men might feel like, you know, she could pay and I could pay and whatever. But I think for a lot of men, they want to be a provider, you know. So it's not really about the type of job they have as much as it's like the caliber of man. And from my experience, I haven't had many experiences of men who feel like they needed me to split bills with them. They actually, because they provided, they put me in a position to further pursue my career. And to me, that was showing enough support for my career. Even if they didn't fully give me emotional support or fully support what I was doing, the fact that I did not have to stress over a bill put me in position to really focus on what I needed to. And that was all the support that I needed. 
Okay, got you, got you. Okay, that's that's an interesting interesting um, perspective. But no, I, I see where you're coming from, especially um, when you when you're talking about the level. And I think this always and this has always been an argument I've had when it comes to dating. Um, when you're when you date someone who's used to a certain lifestyle or a different way of dating, that can affect your views on dating. And you have to. I tell a lot of guys, you got to be careful. When you are dating, because if you sit here and you date someone who's used to a certain thing and you know you can't meet it, that might not be a challenge you want to be a part of because it, it definitely may come exactly. back and bite you. Exactly. Uh, exactly. One person, one person just called in, um, Danny, and we'll be going to break in about six minutes. Um, they asked the question, would you be okay sharing that man? He's the provider and all of that, but he's not solely yours. Would that be an issue? Which I feel like with you it will. No, I'm totally fine with that. Really? I am okay with that. Okay. Yes. I am okay okay with that for a lot of reasons. You let me know when you're ready for me to start them. (laughs) I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. My ears are perked up. I am totally okay with that. And here is where my friends and I differ. How you just asked me, like, do I have a lot of Mm -hmm. friends who feel this way about providers, or do I have friends who are okay with splitting? This is this mm-hmm. is it. I have a lot of friends who are not okay with my perception of it's okay if a man has two wives or two girlfriends if he is also able to provide equally for both and give equally to both. I'm okay with that. Here's why. I have mm-hmm. I got my own thing going on. I have no interest in being anybody's all and everything 24-7, 365. I just do not have that kind of time, mm-hmm. nor do I have the interest to make that kind of time. I will be for you mm-hmm. what's necessary, but I'm not going to stop with anything I'm doing on my moving train to accommodate you any more than, than I feel mm-hmm. I can. I'm totally okay with that. As long as it's on the up and up, it's not a sneaking around type of situation. As long as it's a situation where it's like she knows I exist and I know she exists, I have no problem speaking to her so she understands where I stand with you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But you cannot lack on giving me what I need out of the relationship and account for giving her. Like, you can't rob Peter to pay Paul here. You have to be in a Mm -hmm. position to take care of both of us in the way we need to be taken care of equally. Now, her needs and desires may not be mine. Her needs and desires may be less than mine. I don't mind who else is in the picture as long as I am not losing. So maybe that's a selfish part of me, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't care about any of that (laughs) as long as I'm still getting what I need out of the relationship. I'm totally fine with him having a girlfriend on the other side of town in another state or wherever wherever she at. I don't care. Okay, okay, okay. What if it comes to it comes down to let's say y'all decide like he, he's like you know what I'm feeling you I want to take this further I actually want to marry you but I want to keep this other one on the side. Would you still be open to it or once you're talking about you trying to marry me that whole scenario is changing? Um. Well, I would have to decline because I don't care to be married. Okay. 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 So, so that would be the end point in itself. Like, if you're looking for someone to be married to, I am not that person. You looking for somebody to be okay. a companion? Sure, great. I can respect that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, let's see here. Let's see. I actually got some people typing some questions for. I, you have came on here firing tonight on the show. Well, great. And I am definitely Lovely. loving it. I am definitely loving it. You are bringing the heat, and I, I think you have my, my fellas here typing. Um, once again, though, um, for those who are listening in and you want to call in, you can call in at 515-602-8647. 
um, and press the number one. For tonight's topic, we are speaking on what does a provider provide? Um, now, I do know, um, Danny, pro- previously you had said originally that if you were married, there's no 50-50, you're not paying the main bills. Um, right. What what got you to the – and then now what you had just said about, yeah, you don't actually have a want or need or desire to be married. What actually brought you to that mindset, if you don't mind me asking? For marriage or for splitting bills? Yeah, for marriage. For, no, for, for the marriage part of it. Um, I think in modern times, a lot of mm-hmm. – okay, whew, I'm glad you asked this. Do we got time before break? Let me yes, try to tell you. You do, you do. <laughs> no, go ahead and answer this, and then we'll go to break because we, we go on break in two okay, minutes. Okay, so, so here's the thing, right? I feel like with the, with specifically with the black community, specifically with black women, because – we are known to be the last to get married. We look at marriage mm-hmm. as a status symbol that's worth obtaining. Oh, it's mm-hmm. not about the partnership. It's more so about, girl, I'm married, which puts me at a higher hierarchy on the totem pole than the girlfriend and the baby mm-hmm. mama and the side chick. So for me, personally, I do not care about those type of labels and titles. I feel like I can love you unconditionally and be your partner and be a companion with you and have no care in the world about whether or not we are married and the public knows it and I got a ring and I don't care about that. I do not care about that. Because I think so many people now want to do it for the gram. They want to go into debt to have a wedding. They feel like a partnership is a marriage versus like a partnership is a partnership and there's so much more to it than just saying, hey guys, we're married. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like I, I think not enough people put energy into developing as partners. Or you get a lot of people who, you know, I ask a lot of people who are married, why did you get married? Why do you want to get married? And they usually cannot actually tell me why from an honest, insertive perspective. They usually say, oh, well, we've been together for, and you, you're getting married because you've been together for a certain amount of time and you think it's time. Or, oh, we've gone through this, this, and that together. And so it's a trauma bond. You're getting married because y'all done went through hell together, so now y'all think suddenly it's about to be heaven. No. So it's like one of those things where it's like a lot of people get married just to say that they are married because they feel like it's time to get married. Oh, we want to have kids together, so we want to get married. Oh, we've been together for this many years. Oh, we've gone through this. Oh, so-and-so said we need to be married. Or our parents were married, so we need to get married. And it's like, so when does it come down to why you feel like you need to be married. Most people can't answer that. I personally feel like you can be with somebody and you can have a great companionship with them and a great partnership and love them and all of these things without ever actually being married. Like what is the, the, there was a benefit for women to get married in the 60s, in the 50s, in the 40s, in the 70s even. Our moms, our grandmoms, our great-grandmoms, our aunties, they had to get married because they could not make a living wage by themselves. They could not get the same jobs men could get. They could not buy a house. Now they was only just now able to vote less than what, 60 years ago? In yeah. 2021, I can go buy a house mm-hmm. today. I can go start a business right now. So it's not that I don't need a man, but it's like for those things, those survival things, I do not need a man to survive anymore. So having a man is a choice. Being with one is a choice. So therefore marriage is less of a need and more of a why. 
Got you, got you. And on that note, Danny, we'll come back. We're going to go to break, guys. I appreciate your take. We'll piggyback on that some more. We're going to cut the break, and we'll be back on She Said What. I can feel it throbbing, slippery, like you just got finished mopping, fulfilling what you like, all your desires, oh dear me, I'm your supplier, mm-hmm. leave them other girls alone, get them up out your phone, hashtag delete, they gone, and now we on, it is all day, like crawfish and sushi, you've been serving all day, come get your plate, What's up? This one, Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What Radio Network. Support of people of color begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. Melanin People is a new, innovative new social media platform for people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business, both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. 
Hey, this is Rob Wells. I am the host of Your Purposeful Purpose podcast. I am a transformational speaker and coach. And let's not forget, serial entrepreneur. I help people live life with purpose, on purpose, by becoming the master designer of their lives. I want you to understand transformation because I went through a huge transformation myself after losing 150 pounds, teaching myself how to read and write at the age of 23 with a fifth grade education. I help people go through their own transformation, identify that purpose, identify that dream and break through every single roadblock in their way. You can get in touch with me by going to PurposeCom. I can't wait to talk to you. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to She Said What? It's your host, Alan Newman Jr. And today's topic has been insightful, impactful, and very enlightening for me. Today our topic has been relationships, what does a provider provide? With my lovely guest, Danny, she has pulled no punches. She has been transparent. She has given us amazing takes for the first 30 minutes of the show. And we're getting ready for the stretch run. But before we start, if you are listening, live streaming via He Said What Radio Network, type in your question or comments and we'll read it across the air. If you want to actually come online and speak directly to us, call in at 515-602-9647 and then press the number one so that I know you're there and I can bring you on live with us. All right, Danny. So let's get it. You, you have been dropping some haymakers so far. I feel like the fellas are... Definitely enjoying what they're hearing. It's, it's given us some different perspectives, um, especially with your perspective <laughs> on the whole marriage thing, because it's very funny. Um, for those who are just tuning into the show, uh, Danny was saying about the reasons why she does not care to get married. And it's very funny because the point she made is, I think, the same point that a lot of men are making. Because it's interesting when you talk marriage to men, a lot of men are like, what, what does it do for me? How does it benefit me? It's just a piece of paper. It's this and that. So it's interesting to hear, like, you're not saying you're against wanting a relationship. You're just like, I just don't believe I really need the whole marriage the aspect of it because, like you said, women, black, black women uh, especially, are able now to get whatever they want and not have to depend on a man to sign off for it. Um, you're not having to get married to have a, whole, a roof over your head. You can do all of that by yourself and not have the issues and the dramatizations that come with marriage. So it's very interesting and enlightening to hear your perspective on that. So as we continue, we're going to keep it rolling. Um, do you believe, Danny, that the role of provider, is it something that happens naturally for men, or is it something that we're taught, or does it just happen as we get older? Because you know there's some men out here, like you, you're looking at friends that are dating certain men, and you're just like, man, like, this this guy has no ambition. He doesn't want to provide. Like, how? how? Like, how is he not wanting to do any of that? So do you think it's taught, or do you think it's something that's natural that clicks in for men? I think it's a mixture of both. I think for for many men, you know, providing for the household is a taught trait, whether they learned it from their father figure, you know, whether it was their actual father or some man in their life, or they were taught this by their mother that this is how they need to be when they get older. Um, I think some of it is taught, and I think a lot of it is a natural instinct. 
I don't I don't know too many men who don't want to be able to take care of their woman. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So I think, um, yeah. No, 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 I, I, I get you. That's true. Because it's like I said, it's it's like it's weird when like you see those cases where a guy isn't like that, and you're just like in your head like, really man, like you're you're really okay with just laying up on somebody and not really doing anything. Um, so it's I think interesting. A lot of that, I've always want. No, go ahead, Danny. A lot of that might have to do with the, his mom and the type of women he's dealt with. If he if he was a mama's oh. boy in the sense of his mama let him live in her house until he was almost thirty or mm-hmm. the women that he's been with since he was however old to date have always taken care mm-hmm. of him or or basically served as the providers and, and took care of whatever he needed, then that could be why he is reluctant to actually do more than split anything 50-50 because he's never had to. Mm. I was waiting to see if he was going to bring Mama Duke's name into it. So I was waiting to see if he was going to drop that. Uh, so <laughs> it's funny that you did say that. So then question then, so how how should, because we know, especially in the black community, we do have a lot of moms who had to bring their kids up um, by themselves. So how 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 do you navigate that if you deal, you come across a man who was raised by that, and not because he wanted to be raised like that, it's that they had no choice. His, his mom was the person he saw in the house that was doing all of that. Is there a way to break a guy of that habit, or do you think it may be a lost cause? You just at this time, you know what? This at the time that I am in my life, because this is how you are. We unfortunately cannot go go further because what I am requiring from you, you can't provide it until you figure it out. Um, you can say that uh, it, it's definitely a, you can't take a, teach an old dog new tricks situation like Mm -hmm. i solely believe once a man is beyond 27 and especially beyond 32 i feel like he's kind of he is who he is at that point you can't you can't change a man anyway but if he has never Mm -hmm. had to provide for a woman it's a slim chance he he will he will feel like he needs to like his perspective may change slightly you know um but I think, by and large, that's something that has to be in him. That's not something that can be taught or forced. So, if okay. he's of a certain okay. age where where he's in these relationships where that is in question and he hasn't been doing it, it's a, it's a big chance he may not. If that's not how he was raised mm-hmm. and he's never had to before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, question. Since we're definitely talking the way society looks at being provided and stuff. I saw an interesting video a couple of weeks ago, and I wish I had I had saved it because I would have posted it uh, online for people to look at it, where a young lady had said that if she breaks, and you might have came across the video, young lady um, was in a podcast, and she said, if you break up with me, you are still responsible to provide for me the way you were while we were dating. Do you know what video I'm talking about? I know about? the show. I know the show. Actually, I uh, I I was almost going to be a cast member on that show. I know that show. Oh wow! Table. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is what is your take show. on that? Because because when I read the comments, I saw like a lot of men say this is the reason why men are saying what do you bring to the table? These are the reasons why men don't want to commit to long term relationships. Because what in your mind believes that if a guy got if a guy provided you while you were dating, why are you still expecting him to provide for you and the relationship is no longer together? We're, we're not know, together anymore. I, 
seen that clip. I'm very, I mean, I'm I'm very familiar with the show. I'm actually very cool with the show's creators and producers and everything like that. Okay. Um, I just have not been on the show as of yet. The show is actually currently on hiatus for another couple of weeks. It's been on hiatus for the past three uh-huh. months. So that clip is actually okay. six months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm okay, like, I'm very okay. Cool with people at the show. So put it this way, you may actually see me on the show in the future. I'm just not on the show. Okay, I'm, the show's not because it caught it caught my attention when I when I came across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a very interesting perspective. I do not think that's a normal belief system. Um, I, mm-hmm. I And I understand if you meet a man and he upgrades your life in a way where you are living a certain lifestyle, I think mm-hmm. it's more important that once you are given that lifestyle, you put yourself in position to maintain that in the event something goes wrong. And I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with now that you've been introduced to that lifestyle and that standard of living, that the next man that comes along needs to be able to maintain that. But I do not think that your ex needs to keep maintaining your lifestyle after y'all break up. No, I think that's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very, a very interesting clip. Um, um, actually, we just got another question for you, Danny. Um, if a man is dating a woman who has children, do you think he has any obligation to her needs as a mother well before there's any stern commitment to one another? Ooh, that's, a, that's no. an interesting one right there. Not at all. Oh, I am okay. a strong believer okay. that women with children need to treat when, – when women with children who are, who, you know, they're dating now and they have children – I think what they need to do is date as an individual and not even include their children in it until it is that mm-hmm. serious. Like, he doesn't need to meet your kids. He don't need to be doing family-style dates with you and your kids. No. Get to know him. Date him as an individual. And then cross that bridge when y'all get there. When y'all get to that point of feeling like you're getting serious, then you can slowly mm-hmm. begin to incorporate your children into the situation. But I think he needs to know from the very beginning that you don't hide that you have the children. Let them know you got yeah. the children, but don't expect for him yeah. to now be dating y'all. This is not baby's kids. There's no family vacation. No, <laughs> you're dating me. I'm dating you. And as the, as the time grows, if we grow close like that, because you already know my children are a part of my life, maybe gradually introduce the children into the situation. But no, don't. Mm-hmm. It is not his responsibility. It is not. Oh, okay. And what, I got a question, Danny. What? Why do you think women have now become bold about? Um, well, you know what? I have kids. This is what I'm expecting. Because I've seen people be like, "Yo, if he's really serious about you and he wants to get to know you, and he finds out you have kids, he's going to get a sitter. He's going to get food. He's going to do all of this. He's going to schedule everything to make sure he has time for you." Where do you think that has come from? Where women have been kind of more upfront about this is what I'm expecting because. I'm the prize, or I'm this, and you want my time. They've been watching too much reality TV because, <laughs> realistically speaking, that should mm-hmm. never be an expectation. It, it go, it's the same mm-hmm. thing where if I met a man and suddenly he wants me to split bills with him, I'm going to question, mm-hmm. how were you taking care of yourself before the day you met me? Because you were living your life before you met me. It's the same situation. Mm-hmm. If she has children, I don't think it's right for her to, well, he should be paying for a babysitter and da-da-da. Well, who was paying for the babysitter before you met him? Who was, how were you living your life as a mother with children 
before you met him. That is not his responsibility. It's not his responsibility to pay for a babysitter and everything. Because if you look for somebody to play daddy, say that. Mm, true. Say that. I you look for someone to come in and be a parent to your child, say that. But don't sit there and expect a man that you're only just dating to all of a sudden, mm-hmm. oh, well, can he be a, a, a stepdad? No, that's stepdad responsibility. Where's their real father? Who has been helping you raise these children prior to you starting to date? Where's your support system? And I understand everybody does not have a support system. Fully aware mm-hmm. of that. But what I am saying is however you were taking care of your children before you met this man is the way you need to continue taking care of your children while you're getting to know this man. It is not suddenly his job to start paying for babysitters and doing all of this just so y'all can go out. It's gotcha, nice gotcha. to be okay. offered and allow yeah. him to offer, but it should not be an expectation. No, I don't I don't think that should be an expectation. I think that's your responsibility as a mother. I think that's your responsibility to make sure your babysitter is set and everything like that. Why would you even want to put yourself in a position that he's paying for it? Now what? Now you owe him something because he done did you a solid. Ah, you're right. I, I don't, I don't right, understand right. that perspective. No, you're, you're right. You're right. I got you on that one. You dropped, you dropped a whole, whole load on that one and I got you. We have one more question, um, Dana. This, this was a doozy. Um, appreciate appreciate the one you just um, answered, but this was a doozy. Someone was definitely filling themselves with this question. So the question for you, Danny, is when it comes to men being a provider, is sex or the size of a man's meat important to the point of it being a deal maker or breaker because a lot of women aren't too fond of a small package? Yes. It is a deal breaker. But no, 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 I won't say it's about the size because there's a lot of men with really large penises who don't know how to do nothing with them. So it's not really about the size. If if the sex is bad, mm. the sex is bad, you know, and I think mm. that can take a toll on any relationship. I think that can ultimately be a deal breaker. If that person is not turning you on or satisfying you sexually, you have the option mm. to tell them what you want sexually and, you know, allow them the chance to improve upon that. Or you can just okay. say this ain't gonna work. So you're actually willing to let, at least give breaker. them a shot. Okay, but you're it's safe to say you're willing to give them a sh- uh, a, a second chance, so to speak, um, for them yes. to be able to redeem themselves. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Now, now, what if he's checkmarking everything but that for you? It's a no. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal breaker. Gotcha. No, I, can, I can respect that. I can respect because that. I can respect it. Especially sex. for the... No, go ahead, Danny. Sex is very important in a relationship. Intimacy is very important in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it is. It's how most couples, it's most couples' way of connecting with each other, actually. You know, it's, it's, it's how mm-hmm. they connect with each other on an energetic level. A sexual exchange of the sex is not good, it will definitely put a damper and overshadow anything else about the person that is good. It may not be a situation where they're like, oh, my God, I just don't ever want to be around this person, but it will probably be a situation where they do not want to have as much sex as they might if the sex was damn good. True, 
true, true. Um, you know what, my my listeners, every time sex is mentioned, everyone wants to start having questions. I got another question for you, um, and then we'll wrap this up, Daddy. Is it important for a woman to be able to provide above-average sex as the expectation held against men? Above average? Um, You know, here's the thing. Average mm-hmm. and above average is relative to one's sexual appetite and one's sexual experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a man who maybe hasn't had that many sexual partners may think you are giving him the best sex in the world, and lo and behold, you might be looking like, oh, this is only B-level. Like, I could do more, <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, yeah. I, I think all of that is relative. Um, I do not think exceptional sex needs to be in exchange for somebody providing for the household mm-hmm. or anything like that. I, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's so sex is such a tricky subject because yeah, it, it has is. a lot to do with chemistry. It has a lot to do with mm-hmm. connection. It has a lot to do with people's willingness to learn you. Because, see, I think this is where people get it messed up with relationships, with sex, with providing sexual favors. Everybody mm-hmm. is like one-trick pony. They got this routine in their sex life that they know they're good at, but they're not taking the time to learn their partner to see if their partner actually enjoys that. So that's why I think it's kind of relative as what's average or above average based on what your sexual experiences are. I think what is important is that your partner take time to learn your body and and pay attention to what you like and don't like and do more of that, Mm -hmm. do more of what you like. And that should change from person to person. Person, person. Well said. Well said. Well said. Thank you, Dandy, for first of all, we gotta have you back on the show. We definitely gotta have you back oh, on anytime, the show. Um, anytime. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate having you on here. Um, everyone that's listening, before I let Danny go, Danny, can you please do us the honor of letting us know how we can follow you on social media platforms and also is there any future future projects that you have going on that we can be able to follow and actually be able to support? Oh, yes. <laughs> so you can follow me on Instagram. I am an Instagram girl. When I say that, I mean that is the social media platform I use most. I am an Instagram okay. girl. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danny Coleman. Uh, from there, you can see everything I have going on. Uh, by professional trade, I am, an, I am a writer and a director. And we are actually gearing up to release the second season of my web series. Uh, My first web series uh, that just released back in June is called He Loved It Here. It's about a relationship. Put it this way. He Loved It Here shows you the dynamic of a relationship from a side chick's perspective. Oh, okay. uh Uh-huh. That's what He Loved It Here is about. Uh, The second season is actually a spinoff called they love it here, and it actually divulges into the modern situationship of dating between different friends. Okay. So, you know, every each of my friends has a different style of situationship. Some are married, some are not married, some are gay, some are straight, some like to play, some only some have a hopeless romantic um, perspective on love and think that any guy that they get with is the guy that's going to be the one, despite the fact that he got a whole wife at home. So it just basically okay. kind of explores modern day situations amongst different types of people. That's season two. Okay. And it'll be out okay. within the next month. I, I'll say I'll release it starting in September. Nice. Okay. Okay. 
I'm going to have to tune in for that. Fellas that are listening, ladies that are listening, I actually, she just added me on Instagram, I think, the other day. She definitely drops a lot of content, so you definitely will um, enjoy her page. And I'm looking forward to looking up the I Love, um, I Love, He he Loves It Here. So I'm definitely going to look into that, um, Danny. And once again, thank you, thank you for being a part of the show. Like I said, we will definitely be working with you um, to have you back on the show here with us at She Said what so definitely appreciate you being here can we give danny a round of applause please because she was amazing she was amazing she was amazing um without thank further, you. just want to remind everybody yeah no thank you danny i i loved it your take um definitely have left something um to sit and chew on and i hope it answers some questions that the gentleman did have um i just want to remind everybody on sundays we have let's connect with peace intuition which is at 8 p.m eastern standard time and ends at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time Follow with on Mondays, we have Simply Sports with one mic, RG, Simply Bree, and a guest at 8, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. Of course, we have He Said What with our lovely um, host, Simply Bree, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from 8 to 9. On Wednesdays, of course, it is I, your host, Alan Newman, Jr., for She Said What?, um, we start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and end at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, I'm excited for next week's show. We will be talking about communication, subliminal messages versus being direct. Um, then on Thursdays, of course, you know, normally on Fridays, we would have Fetish Finesse with Nisi at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've actually changed. Her times will now be on Thursdays, same, same time, same channel, but it will be on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8, uh, to 8.45. And we actually have a special event going on. Um, he Said What Radio Network and Fetish Finesse presents a night of intimate exploration hosted by Miss Nisi herself. On Saturday, August 21st, doors open at 4.45 p.m. Show starts at 5 p.m. It's located in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Seating is limited to only 25 people, and we are currently halfway full. For more information and to purchase your ticket, please visit Eventbrite or visit HeSaidWhatNetwork.com directly to get your ticket today. Also, we are still currently running a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of August. You can inquire on more information by sending your email to info at HeSaidWhatNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to the other network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at he said what radio network and you can follow me on my instagram page which is newman underscore junior underscore 2.0 please go back to blogtalkradio.com backslash he said what and download today's episode in case you missed anything or find us on all our music platforms like iHeartRadio, pandora spotify and apple music just to name a few remind um also want to remind you to tune in next uh wednesday like i said for she said what at 8 p.m eastern standard time for our topic where we will be talking about subliminal messages versus being direct. It's going to be an interesting conversation to have. I'm looking forward to the guests that I will have with us. I want to thank you guys for being a part once again for She Said What. I just want you guys to enjoy your day. Be confident, be consistent, be committed in everything you do. Have an amazing hump day and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.